Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, what's shaking, man? It's, uh... Yeah, I don't know what's shaking. What is shaking? And it's shaking, big time. Summer, summer is uh, coming. You know, coming fast, going fast. I mean, we're uh, in, more than halfway through summer. We're basically done with summer. When you talk about the summer, the school public here school schedule. Early. You're a little bit later, right? You're after Labor Day still. We are. We're in sort of a hybrid school program, so we're after Labor Day. But uh, yeah, here in Lexington, schools start really early. Three weeks uh, in August. Which is different from, I grew up in Illinois, and we went a little bit later, and then we started later. It was around mm. Labor I don't know if it's still that way. But we started closer to uh, to Labor Day or thereafter or something like that. Um, so obviously that's regional. depends on where you live. But for here, for some reason, it's like beginning of August. It's- yep. My birthday is August 7th, and I thought when I was a kid growing up in New York, that was like, that was like the, the bubble of summer, like the peak August was like, oh, we got all of August. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go through and we'd go back after Labor Day. And now we did go through like the beginning of June. Yeah. So that was rough. But my kids are going to start back on the 9th, I think. Well, here they stop going like May 15th or something. Yeah. I mean, basically Obscene. after February, it's just pretty much a poop show (laughs) the swearing it has no nobility but yeah summer's great it's been a great summer we've had a lot of rain which has been really good for the garden i started eating the tomatoes uh which are just amazing this year my garden you're what looking at my watch yeah because i couldn't see the resolution on the minutes oh yeah so i just saw how to change it I just saw nine in the dots. So my Garmin really running watch broke. This yeah. is also a Garmin, but this is one that I got for the kids a while back when they okay. were running cross country. It's I don't like it. It was really throwing me off. It's time. I think my personal birthday present is going to be a new Garmin running watch. Cool. It's time. Going with the Phoenix? No, I will not go with the Phoenix. That's with the too, solar no. crystal that no. charges itself? No, absolutely not. And like talks to... Martians or and something? It's $945? No. Yeah, but it also makes coffee or something like that. Of course right? it does. It better for $945. It better run for me. I better just like roll out of bed and it'd be like, you ran a 730 mile. I'll be like, sweet. There you go. Fire. Phoenix. That's probably what you're no, missing out on. Definitely not going to do that. Uh, what else is going on? The garden's flourishing. Running is on point. No races on the docket. Jonathan needs to get healthy. He is uh, That's your working running on partner. It. My running partner, and I know he's an avid listener to this show. And the funny thing about Jonathan is, like, he's coming off of a injury, a pretty substantial injury, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, went out and ran eight today." And I'm like, "What? Come on, <laughs> you can't like one maybe or two, yeah, with a little walking belt, you know? I went did sixteen. Like, come on." So hopefully he gets healthy. That's him injured. Yeah, hopefully he gets healthy and we're back at it. All right, Jonathan. What about you? If I ran eight, I would be injured. (laughs) What's going on in your biking world? Just crushing it. Yeah, it's uh, mid-season now, so ramping up, which is fantastic. So seeing seeing results starting to come in as far as progressing over last year's highs and stuff like that, which is perfect, exactly where I want to be for middle of the season. We're... When we ever revamp the DIY Money website, we're going to put like some kind of update on your 
and you're biking. Like, just like live Daniel streams now? of me at 5 a.m. in the morning. Where's Daniel now? We'll put our Strava. Are you on Strava? What do you use? I'm on What's, Strava. Is that, is that what you do for biking? Do you use Strava? Yeah, I only have the fr- I don't pay for it, though. I have the free version. Yeah, but you still upload, right? Yeah, I mean, it's connected yeah, to my garden. Yeah, I upload. Yeah. Mm, interesting. All right, we got a uh, couple of housekeeping odds and ends. First of all, this show and every show sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E Financial. Visit us on the web. If you are a person listening to the show, have a complex situation, wealth development might be for you. We also, you know, we have an older demographic at times that listen to the show. So, you know, our general retirement and power planning uh, might be for you. If you're if you're looking for something you know, to comprehensively and a holistic view of your overall situation, check us out. We work with folks all over the United States. We're close to every single state right now, which is super exciting. Jewelfinancial.com, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. Also, if you are a listener and have never sent in a question, or if you have and it was like two years ago, send us another question. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. We cut three a week. Now, which is great, but we got to keep those questions coming. DIY Money Juniors, I mean, has been sparse. Come on. You got kids out there that are working this summer that are making that money. They want to know where to put it. Get that kid on there for a DIY Money Junior question, and they'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. Maybe you'll use it for some back to school items. How about that? All right. We got a great question today. It's a little bit unique. We've not had a question like this, but I think it's very important from Kimberly. What do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money. This is Kim from Grand Rapids, Michigan. My question today is what financial information needs to be addressed when being someone's trustee before they pass away? I appreciate the knowledge and love the podcast. Thanks. Kimberly, I love this question. Well, you said Kim. Kim, I love this question because nobody talks about this ever. People dying? Huh? Nobody talks about people dying? Okay. See, why do you got to do that? I'm talking about what Kim said. Okay. You kind of throw it in there, didn't you? Keep you on your toes. All right. Uh, Now, I want to clarify a couple things because you said trustee, and that's important, and we're going to touch on it, but I'm going to lump in executor or executrix, that's the female version of executor, for a will. So some people interchange the terminology, and that's not correct. It's okay, but it's just not correct. I had somebody, I sent a picture of my cucumbers. They're like, oh, great-looking zucchinis. I was like, those are cucumbers. And they go, well, no, that's because where you are, they call them cucumbers. And I, like, Googled the difference. I was like, no, there's a total difference. (sighs) Idiot. Anyway, so that's not an interchangeable term. Nor really is trustee and executor. See what I did there? Brought it all the way back around. So you're saying trustee, great. That is over an actual trust that often is referred to some document that upon passing comes really into play. So a lot of times, and I know I'm venturing, I'm not an attorney, I'm venturing into a world here that does take legal expertise, but we've done enough, worked enough, and I have this personally to be able to talk about it intelligently. A lot of times people will get what's called a living trust while they're living. It is a revocable document. It operates sort of, 
you know, as they are right now, really doing nothing, meaning it doesn't really come into play until they die. Now, when they die, it becomes a irrevocable document, and it's handled by a trustee. That trustee is named well ahead of time. Usually that trustee, first and foremost, is a surviving spouse. Then there's a successor trustee, somebody beyond the surviving spouse. Now, there are irrevocable trusts that can be put in place immediately, such as a Medicaid trust, a family trust, a special needs trust, etc. But we're going to leave that aside right now. But the guidance probably kind of you know goes along the same uh, for any one of those. Now, an executor or an executrix is someone that handles the wishes inside of a will. More often than not, someone who has a will, or sorry, someone who has a trust will also have a will because there are assets that sort of, you know, may be distributed that don't go through the trust. But nonetheless, that is a person that is appointed by the living individual to handle their wishes at their death. Okay, so that's where we got to. Now, you asked specifically what financial things need to be addressed. I'm going to not just talk about the financial info. I'm going to talk about everything else because we've dealt with this in many areas. And it's important if you are the executor, executrix, or the trustee that you know everything about your responsibilities. So if someone has come to you and said, hey, I've named you as trustee, first of all, they should probably ask, do you feel comfortable being my trustee? Uh, and let's say you say, of course, you know, your family member or great friend, and I'd be, ha- I'd be honored to do that. But what does that mean? What, what, what am I going to be handling? If appropriate, and I would probably say it is appropriate, that you look at the document. You actually understand. And you might even have a copy of it. If you're going to be named as this person, you might need a copy to make sure you have it at the ready when it's your time to step up and do whatever it is that you need to have done. Now, you're probably not also going to be the sort of game player of whether it's the legal document itself, that'd be the lawyer, the tax ramifications, that'd be the CPA, or the investments and the distribution of those investments, that'd be the financial advisor. But it's very important for you to know who they are. They're probably not necessarily named in those documents, so it's important to ask that individual who those people are, Maybe call up and introduce yourself. Maybe have a meeting with that individual so that person knows who you are so that everybody is on the same page with what the responsibilities are and who's going to be handling them. Make detailed notes. Keep it in a safe place and know the wishes. Know the wishes of the individual both in the financial aspect and then maybe the other qualitative aspect. So, for example, in our documents, Our trustee needs to know who's going to care for our minor children if something were to happen to us. It's not necessarily named in the trust. It's actually named in the will, but it needs to be known by all parties that, look, we've named this person to handle our children in the event that we predecease and they're no longer or they're not yet of age. We also have individuals that are handling the actual distribution of funds It's not the same people that are handling the investment. So we've named Jewel Financial, obviously our company here, as people who are going to continue to invest and handle the investments. But we have someone else named who's going to actually distribute 
those investments to our children if needed. Because I need that person to know our kids. I need that person to be aware of when they're calling up, just need money to blow on a Vegas trip as opposed to college education. They can't just be there going, yeah, okay, here's money, here's money, etc. So know everything. Know the players involved. Know everything. Have copies uh, and, and keep them in a safe place. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, I think that covers it pretty well. I think the uh, the moral of the story here is to effectively, you know, have these conversations early with those closest to you, important to you, or that you're involved with to some extent. So obviously, if you're named as a trustee, uh, as an executor or something of that nature, then you become involved in, in sort of those life decisions, and you need to have those discussions. But even from a familial perspective or some, in some cases, even really close relationships, friends, extended family, things like that. Uh, normalizing having some of those conversations earlier in life rather than, you know, sometimes they don't come up until somebody's, you know, has a terminal, something going on, and we're weeks away. Uh, but normalizing some of those family discussions, depending on obviously cultures and relationships and things like that, but. I think we could do better to normalize that over time. And if you can't necessarily normalize that, you know, let's say you're an adult child and you can't normalize it upwards with your parents, you know, in the future generations, start to begin this idea of it's generational, uh, familial. It's beyond just you and your spouse or something like that. It's, you know, setting up a legacy. And so just encouraging folks to, to engage in those discussions with those that matter uh, and at least, at a bare minimum, be doing that within sort of a spousal relationship. I like the term you used, normalize that, uh, because so many people don't. <laughs> it's like this. It's like super taboo, even within families, to be like, well, one, what are we going to, you know, what are our wishes around, you know, legacy and, you know, even death, you know, and medical and stuff like that. And two, like, where is stuff and what do we do about it and, and things like that. Yet, People need to know. They do. Because it's really hard to navigate on top of just the natural emotion and, you know, logistics of actual if something does happen, right? Then to try to navigate not knowing anything, where documents are, what to do, who's in charge, you know, how to settle all that. Um, You know, it it goes a long way if you just talk about that. And I I understand that for some people that's a very private area of their life, but I guess maybe break through those social norms and go— why like what the movies the movies create this picture like oh we're all getting together on tuesday for the reading of the will and you know this that and the other and and who's named in this and who's named in that and obviously those are often where families have like dynasty type dollars but the reality is is that it's it's not like that and there are various players that have been named and i would i would go one step further that if you're listening to this podcast and you did a will 20 years ago and you named your friend from college to handle your affairs you haven't talked to in 20 years they live you know 5 states away uh that might be something to readdress <laughs> that might be something to to look at uh it also goes without saying that if you have named beneficiaries in your retirement accounts, those do not go through a will or a trust. So this is critical. I see this so many times. People have worked 40 years. They have a sizable 401k and they go, well, the will you know, has this split out five ways. And I go, uh, newsflash, this is going to your 
your 100% to your wife, and if you die, it's going to this one kid that you have that you put on here as a successor uh, beneficiary, uh, a contingent beneficiary. It's not going to these five other people in this charity that you wanted to go to, and it's not really? No, because your insurance policy, your IRA, your 401k, they do not go through your will. They go through the beneficiaries that you've designated when you set this up or when you change it along the way. So I love what Daniel said, normalize this. It, it's not just about what the stock market is doing. You made a comment, uh, or you wrote a comment that I love, and we're going to use this probably ad nauseum. No one talks about the S&P 500 at a funeral. I love that. True. I've yet to find one. Well, I had one. The guy was like, hey, the market's doing great. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, Don't be friends with that guy. <laughs> but the, the reality is we are so caught up with what the market's doing when there's so many other facets. And that's for the urn. Don't need it. We're scattering the ashes. It is our most modestly priced receptacle. Uh can't we just rent it from you? Yeah. We could spend hours on this. We won't. But and we'll wrap it up here. But healthcare proxy we haven't talked about. Living will we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Power of attorneys we haven't talked about. In certain instances, my my in-laws, for instance, one daughter handles the healthcare. Another is gonna handle the power of attorney. Two totally unrelated matters, and you would assume it's the same person for all. It's not. This is such a vast area, and I agree with Daniel, it needs to be normalized. And yes, no one is going to talk about the S&P 500 or market returns at your funeral. They're yeah. just not. And one of the things uh, for folks that engage in our sort of wealth development financial planning journey is uh, as part of your sort of um, initial plan presentation, is Logan will actually share with you sort of a roadmap for the next couple of years of things we're going to talk about. And oftentimes checking in on, hey, do you have estate planning documents? Where's your will? Stuff like that. Getting it uploaded to your vault. All of those things are part of it. So when you think about, you know, a lot of folks think financial planning is, you know, what am I invested in? S&P versus, you know, technology or whatever, all that. Uh, which is important to reach your goals, but actually we're also going to look at how do we protect your goals along the way. Mm. All right, we're going to end there. This is great. Great question. Thank you so much, Kim, for sending that in. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. All she did was send us an audio file to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.